0: You need Indeed. The Bucks won a NBA championship. Yeah. What? What? He tries to take a post, face. Watching that basketball game, like, caused health problems for me. he hates racism and Chris Paul. And who cannot get on board with that platform? If I've learned a
1: lot, this I, I'm not going
0: to say it. That sounds too bad. No no no, 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 head. no, no, <laughs>
1: no.
0: the Bucks do win it all, Pat Connaughton's numbers should be in the rafters. Hey there. Welcome to the Eurostep, a Milwaukee Bucks podcast, proudly a part of the Blue Wire Podcast Network and GSPN. I am Ty Windish, one of your hosts, joined as always by the hopefully rested and relaxed Rohan Kadi coming to you on a Tuesday morning. Following the holiday weekend, Rohan, sir, how's it going?
1: Doing well, doing well, doing rested, Uh, doing rested, I am (laughs) rested.
0: Maybe not enough rest, yeah. Can
1: you tell that we
0: woke up early
1: to do this (laughs) podcast after a long weekend, Uh, but that's just how it would be. Hopefully everyone listening to this uh, enjoyed their long weekend if they are indeed in the United States or on a United States schedule, because obviously... Memorial Day is not really a thing in, in in other countries, though I think it was a I think it was a British bank holiday. Oh. I'm wrong. Uh, I might be wrong. So uh, our our English listeners also had had a long weekend, I think, or I just might be making things up. <laughs> um, <laughs> But uh, no, doing well, doing well. And uh, I'm glad I'm here. I get to actually give my reaction to yeah. the, the Bucks hiring a new head coach. Uh, I know you and Jordan did an amazing re- uh, emergency reaction podcast, which felt more than just a reaction podcast or emergency pod. It felt like, oh, man, these guys know oh. they, pre- they prepared. It was like, well, even, though, even though even I, though I saw the the. The chain of what led up to that podcast <laughs> happening. And then it's like, oh, boom, boom, boom. It's right away. It, it felt like it was very, very nuanced, very well prepared uh, for it being an emergency podcast. So if you have not listened to that, I would encourage you to do so first and foremost. But yeah, I'm, I'm, I'm ready to talk about it.
0: So let's get right into it. I mean, I think all of us a little bit surprised by the way this this coaching search went, right? I mean, when the top three were announced, I think we were all a little surprised that Adrian Griffin was in there. And then with the other two being Kenny Atkinson and Nick Nurse, I mean, all of our predictions or whatever, publicly, privately, I don't think anyone was taking Griffin. So, you know, the first one, when, when the news first broke, what was your reaction? And then as kind of the logic started to come out in various reports and stories that we can get into here as well, you know, how did that color your reaction to the news?
1: It just felt a little messy in the way, and that's not necessarily the fault of the Bucks and their process, because we're never going to exactly know what went on in in the room. But just the way that details were coming out, it's like, oh, this is a little messy. Because the the first tweet that we got was the shams. Was it the shams tweet where we got? Uh, oh yeah, oh uh, it was. Nick, it was uh, after Nick Nurse has pulled out of the race. It's, yeah, we've got uh, it's eight, it's between Adrian Griffin. And uh, Kenny Atkinson, and, and then five seconds later, Woj is like, "Yeah, it's it's Adrian, it's Adrian Griffin." Griffin. So that, that that was a it was a quick quick deciding period, and I think uh, I think we've just decided that that was Nick Nurse trying to like save face a little bit, Better which we which which is furthered by comments that we are going to get into uh especially from our good friend jim ozarski's article for the milwaukee journal sentinel yeah uh shout out jim front of the
0: podcast yeah we might have to have jim Uh, back jim is jim is all over this in a way that i think no one else is i mean jim is really this dynamic that we'll get into that i think fed into this happening jim is, is all over that right now
1: oh yeah for sure uh stay tuned for that potentially um But just initially, I was just shocked because I really, really thought it was going to be Kenny Atkinson. And maybe that's just my own bias, clouding my judgment, because uh, as as you guys talked about, we wanted Kenny Atkinson. Uh, He was our first choice. He was yours and Jordan's first choice uh, out of the three remaining candidates. Uh, But just to see just to see that it was not Kenny Atkinson was just like a little, a little disappointing. Uh, And especially in the higher being Adrian Griffin, a guy who we, uh, who was not necessarily our first choice. And like you had mentioned, we were surprised that he was in the final, uh, like in the top three candidates listed. But uh, yeah, it just, it just felt a little messy in the way that things were reported out And the way the details are starting to come out about how how this hire came to be uh, with, uh, I think, the subsequent reporting being that uh, uh, all three finalists met with Giannis Antetokounmpo uh, and John Horst had organized some sort of uh, some dinner and that Chris Middleton was invited. And was he there? We don't know (laughs) if he was there. He was invited. like, the, the him being invited part is good, but we don't actually know if he was there or Although not. Although we do
0: know this. We do know, according to Jim's piece, Middleton also spoke with Griffin in the run-up to the decision. So whether he was actually there or not, Middleton did speak to Adrian Griffin, at least him. Yes. Uh, but yeah, the so, the, the, just, the, the so that was from the Journal Sentinel. The Athletic reported Middleton was invited to the dinners, but did not specify if he attended, which such a, a some weird bits of reporting always come out around stuff like this.
1: It's 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 always going to come. Uh, this is the this is the Milwaukee Bucks way. It's like you, you there's some pertinent information. Well, you're going to get the smallest breadcrumbs around it. And you have to piece it together yourself. <laughs> That's Thankfully,
0: true. we've gotten good at it over the years.
1: Yes, we have years of practice about this. But yeah, just overall, it just kind of felt a little messy. Yeah. Like uh the the yesterday, uh our, on Monday, the 76ers hired Nick Nurse uh, to be their head coach. And it's just like that that's it. Yeah. <laughs> it's like, "Oh, Nick Nurse is the new head coach of the 76ers. Okay, cool. That's it. We're good." <laughs> that's just not how it went with the Bucks at
0: all. Yeah. Do you think that who do you think said no to each other first? What's your thought on the the nurse thing?
1: I think I think Giannis said no first. Yeah, and then he's like, "Okay, I guess if I'm not getting this job, you can't kick me out of the race. I'm pulling myself out." Yeah, Uh, let
0: me let me text good buddy Shams, who we we have the same agency, and let him know that uh, I bowed out of this. I was not. I quit. I was not fired. Make it known as if it matters at all. Like. I just kidding. gotta say, I mean, there's, you know, oh, yeah. uh, when's the when's the tweet that Kenny Atkinson pulled out of the race? Yeah, uh, well, Kenny Atkinson does business like a normal coach, so thankfully we're not getting it. I'm glad it's not Nick Nurse. I really, me am. too, like me too. All these like, oh, now Philly has a coaching advantage over the Bucks. We don't know, and that's that's the biggest Adrian Griffin answer so far. Like I've seen a lot of like, who can, how can someone explain to me that he's going to be a better coach than? Spo or Nick Nurse, it's like one well, probably not Spo, because Spo's is the best coach in the league. It's really hard to, to do better. But then uh, Nick Nurse or whatever other coach, we don't know yet. Like we we need to see it. That's the thing about hiring an assistant. Like we don't have enough to go on. We're, we we're gonna get. And, we're and gonna, a
1: first time head coach. In general, a, yeah, exactly,
0: exactly. A, a, an assistant who's never been a head coach in the NBA. We don't know how good he is tactically. Like we're we're just gonna find out. A lot of it will come from the assistants he hires, and that's going to be a big thing as well and and building out that staff. But, you know, there's, I think, like this desire that, you know, we just need to know now what it's going to be. We won't. I mean, it's going to be a collaborative process, I'm sure. Clearly his relationship with Giannis, as we'll get into, is a big thing. But we don't know the offense. We don't know the defense. We don't know the, you know, is he going to be a user to lose it guy, right? All of these things. We don't know what the ACOs are going to be like. We don't know who's going to have the ball in their hands a lot. Um, We're going to make some educated guesses and do all the research we can. There's no way of knowing. So, you know, you're just going to have to not know and trust that they made a decision that's going to work out in the long term. I mean, we don't have to have a coach who has his own merch. That's a huge win in my book, I think. And I I think the only merch
1: people should be buying is the ones listed at gspn.info.
0: Yes, correct. Um, I think our merch store is temporarily down. So buy them soon. Um, But... The other thing, though, and let's get into it now, the Giannis factor of this, which is clearly huge. And the more that comes out, the huger it seems to be. And I think, again, Jim Ozarski, the Milwaukee Journal Sentinel. And I swear to God, you share Jim's article. People go, I'm not going to pay. I'm not just pay or shut up. Those are the only options I care about. Like, I don't. No one cares if you're not paying i think it's still like a dollar for six months, by the way, so just pay the uh, dollar a dollar
1: for a dollar for three months
0: dollar for three months thank you, but pay full price. the Milwaukee journal Sentinel has great stuff, gym's especially yeah,
1: support local journalism
0: <laughs> yeah i mean it's like it's just frustrating to me it's like if you don't want to pay fine but if you can't pay, of course, then understand the people who make a big deal out of it like congratulations for not supporting you know. Content that is really important to the local ecosystem in many, many ways. Okay, that rant aside. This is from Jim Mozarski. Quote, there was always a little bit of a distance between the head coach and his star player. Also, he said, quote, to those familiar, Atene had been searching for a closer bond with the head coach. One that went beyond hard coaching and practice in the film room and in-game strategy. Stret- is it Stratagem? Strategium, yeah. Strategium. It's like I don't know.
1: It's one of those words you never say out loud. Yeah, I've never said out loud. I'm just
0: gonna say strategy because it's the same thing. He found he clicked with Griffin, sources said in his meeting with the 48 year old former player. These are, and I've, maybe these quotes were out. I guess if they were, we probably just didn't pay attention to them because we didn't pay attention strategy, to much. By the way, thank you. We didn't pay attention to much. Bud said. Here's some quotes from last season. This is their fifth year together, I think. Quote, there's times when I feel like we're clicking and then there's times when we're still figuring each other out and stuff like that. Then a bunch about how competitive Giannis is, etc. cetera. Um, wait, uh, further down. Here it is. Quote, I don't know that there was ever a moment or time we clicked. I feel like we're still a work in progress, but he wants to win. And so I think he can feel and see as a coaching staff, we're trying to do everything we can to win. We care, of course, all the other, all the other good stuff. And, but pair this with what Sam Mitchell said. Sam Mitchell, former coach, now is like a really, really strong, I think, personality on NBA TV. Um, he said, Sam Mitchell said, quote, if you look at Milwaukee this year, as good a team as they had, they look like they were missing that tough gene. That's the one thing that puts you over the top. And if Milwaukee needs one thing, I think Adrian Griffin can bring that. And he also said, he, quote, in parentheses, Griffin, was a tough minded player, kind of like Darvin Ham. Darvin is now in LA because if he was still there, he would be the head coach. I think they went out and tried to find a guy that has the same type of character and the same type of qualities that Darvin Ham brings. And I think Adrian Griffin is that guy. This is Sam Mitchell, an outside voice speaking. But we do remember Bobby Portis a couple weeks ago saying nobody understands how big losing Darvin Ham was. I think at the time, all of us kind of, okay, it's interesting, whatever. I do think if you look across all of these things, I know I'm Pepe Silvian a lot of things at once right now. I think that more than whatever strategy or development Darvin Ham brought, it seems like he as a former player was someone who really was able to connect with the guys,
1: what what he said resonated more. With yes. The players.
0: And I think, you know, Charles Lee, I think everyone likes was not a former NBA player is um, also like not even 40 years old yet, but obviously not a former NBA player. You know, the rest of the staff, uh, Vin Baker is there, but um, it does seem like that tomorrow Carroll. Carroll as well. Thank you. It does feel like for whatever reason, though, the guys who are still there were not able to match that presence of Darwin Ham, which again, Bobby Portis literally said this, and now that toughness, everything, and it does seem like Adrian Griffin is someone who will be able to replicate that, just like uber-respected presence that Ham certainly was for the Bucks. We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search. Match.
1: Yeah, it, it it always comes down to, for the players, like, you always hear these comments, and this, I'm not trying to say that this isn't justified at all, I, because I'm not an NBA player, how am I supposed to know? Uh, every time it's sort of brought up, it's like, oh, you didn't play, how are you supposed to understand? that You didn't play, how are you supposed to understand? And, like, I, who am I to say that's not a valid criticism? Because, like I said, I've never been an NBA player, I've never been in those, uh, those shoes before. Uh, that that level of respect can only be achieved by former players. And like if if it's that level of respect is not there between these certain group of guys and their head coach, that's something that's can't really be bridged. You can't fix that because you're always gonna default to that response. Bucks can't do that anymore. They cannot do that anymore. The the guy in the driver's seat used to play for the Milwaukee Bucks franchise at one point. Yeah. Like uh uh, you, you've played against his son, you will continue to play against his son because he just
0: finished up his rookie year
1: uh, with the Atlanta Hawks. Even though Trey Young's saying, hey, we're keeping A.J., just watch out, Trey. He
0: I, might be uh, coming too. I didn't realize until right before our pod on Saturday that A.J. Griffin is Adrian Griffin's son. I was like, oh, that's cool. I, that's super cool, I actually. I
1: didn't realize that either. Nice. It is really cool.
0: Yeah. Um, his
1: daughter is like a great college player as well.
0: Yeah. Let's get that. Uh, his
1: other son used to be a good college player. Yeah, but you know, he's like the LeAngelo
0: Ball of the family. I guess it happens. It happens. Heard tryout coming soon. Um, I just I'm so,
1: uh, sorry to Lee Angela Ball the side. I don't know why, I just,
0: well, it's, you know why. Why you have to apologize? I don't know. I feel bad. <laughs> it's fine. He was hitting the side of the backboard in the Lakers workout, dude. It's okay. I think I think he knows now. Um, Adrian Griffin though. Are you surprised at how much is coming out about Giannis's influence and 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 that side of things? Because that's usually yes. not something that happens. And um, Giannis is extension eligible this summer, by the way. Uh, just always worth throwing. That. I don't. I'm not saying this should or should not guarantee that or anything else. Uh, and I do want to stress a point I made on the Saturday pod with Jordan. Like, I don't think Adrian Griffin is some schlub who Giannis connected with, and that's why he's the head coach. Like, I think Adrian Griffin is a hell of a candidate and someone who the front office and ownership thinks can do a great job coaching this team. And then the Giannis factor really pushed him over the edge. But clearly, Giannis is throwing the weight around more than we've seen before. And that is, uh, I'm not going to make a value judgment yet. Certainly very interesting, though, um, given the way Giannis has operated in the past. It's it's more than
1: we've seen like sort of come out for realistically any player besides LeBron in the last like decade?
0: Like I'm trying well, to like um, KD and Kyrie were actively yeah. making decisions. But that's that's two. That's two players though. I mean it's KD and then Kyrie's his buddy, if we're being realistic.
1: That's fair. Like that's fair. Yeah. Yeah. Uh I wonder if Steve Nash gets the Raptors job. Dude.
0: Who do you
1: think it's a better chance of getting the Raptors job? Steve Nash or JJ Redick?
0: Nash because he's a Canada guy. Oh, that's true. I yeah. didn't even It's that. a it's yeah. a Nepo. It's an indirect Nepo. Yeah, that's fair. Um
1: what was I say? Oh yeah, but uh yeah, Katie Kyrie, uh I almost consider them their own different animal. Uh LeBron and now yeah. Giannis are yeah. the guys who are just like, Yeah, we're 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 putting our money on the table, if you know what I mean. Yeah uh, as uh, as Adam McGee would say. It's really, really interesting to me because we have not we've heard like oh Giannis was consulted for like a a big trade like the Drew Holiday trade for instance yeah like oh they talked to Giannis about it which is like okay cool yeah uh, when they it's like every time there's like a trade or something you hear like oh yeah like may like Giannis they 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 talked to Giannis about it don't worry we have never heard anything to this extent about yeah. hey by the way Giannis is like. The final decision is coming down to like, oh, yeah, Giannis is meeting with all these three guys, and that's the final list of candidates. We have not heard anything Mm -hmm. like this before. And like you were just saying, to echo your point, it's not just, oh, Giannis likes that this guy. He's the head coach now. It's this guy is a quality candidate, yeah, and one of the final barriers is meeting with Giannis.
0: Yeah. I mean,
1: yeah, he made uh, the top we,
0: three. I mean, we don't know exactly if, if Giannis even had any anything to do with who the top I three believe, guys were. I, I
1: can't, I can't recall from where, but I believe there was some reporting that Giannis did not meet with the initial pool of candidates. That yeah, he, just he met did. with the final three.
0: Correct. I mean, there was reporting from Jake Fisher of like candidates yeah. in the first round who were like begging to meet with Giannis. It's like coming off is weird, my guy. You sounded like if one of us was getting the interview for the Bucks job, and all we did it for was to meet Giannis or something like. Just interview like a normal candidate. That's kind of just let me talk to Giannis. It's like, just calm down. I don't think you should they, talk to Giannis.
1: Yeah, they need that final stamp of approval, I guess. That, that's true. Giannis is the reason that Adrian Griffin is the head coach of the Milwaukee Bucks. Yeah.
0: 100%. He is.
1: And there's no denying that. And no. like you mentioned, he is extension eligible. Is, he, is it worth it for him to sign that extension? Probably not. Yeah, uh, but and that's just that's just a consequence of uh, the current CBA rules, and as they get implemented even more, that's still really not going to affect guys who are that uh, high yeah. salary. Uh, it's just more for like mid tier free agent extension eligible extension eligible. Wow, uh, <laughs> like your like your Chris Middleton's like that rule, the new rule where it's like what is it two hundred percent? I think.
0: Yeah, they made it. They made it more flexible, I believe, for for veteran extension
1: instead of just one hundred and twenty percent extensions. It's yeah. higher now. But that's not really gonna affect like your fifty million dollar players like Giannis, fifty, sixty million dollar players like Giannis. Uh so just just take the extension thing with a grain of salt, like you mentioned, and uh in in that pod with Jordan. It's it's there, it's an option. Is it likely? Probably not. Yeah. Uh however. This is a major, major point of inflection for the Milwaukee Bucks. We talked about this at when their season ended. Uh, to, by the way, to the team that is going to the finals makes it the fifth straight year that the Bucks yeah. either win the East or lose to the team that does win the East. We'll talk about that a little more later. But this is a just like, this is a major, major point for the Bucks. They can either continue their, uh, on their track to being like a title contender year in, year out, maybe win like a title or two more of like, Yeah, that'd be amazing. Or this could be the beginning of the end. And I don't sort of take that lightly. Like, this core is starting to age. Giannis is starting. He's, like, going to be 30, like, next year. Uh, It's going to be... It's a lot of major decisions coming. And the one thing you cannot lose in that... Is Giannis yeah,
0: exactly <laughs> like yeah. it?
1: It all it all depends on Giannis because he's only under contract for two more years.
0: Yep. Uh, so I mean, to, to your point, um, you know, you said Adrian Griffin is only the Bucks head coach because of Giannis, and I think sometimes, you know, when when certain parts of the fan base feel that uh, any superstar Giannis included is wielding that power, they get to oh, you know, this can't happen. This isn't okay. Like you know, need to rein it in. I think the Milwaukee Bucks are only in Milwaukee because of Giannis. So let's 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 keep some perspective on just how important this one player is to to the franchise, and certainly with the draft pick situation going forward and everything. Alienating Giannis is the absolute one thing you never, never, ever can do. I mean, we've talked about you can't let Chris walk, you can't do this, you can't do that, um, and you know you probably can't let Chris walk because that that still still applies, but. At the, at the the heart of it all, the only reason there's anything worth doing with this core in this asset position is because of Giannis. And, you know, you get to the final three and let's say Giannis is anti-nurse mid on Kenny and pro Adrian Griffin. I think there is zero chance you can afford potentially alienating Giannis at this juncture. Um, you know, let's say... He doesn't extend. He's pissed off. They don't have a good year. They don't win a title. Giannis, with one year remaining, may as well be a free agent. Like, we've seen how superstars are in that position. That's when you get to really, like, okay, it, would it suck if the Bucs were just, like, a good playoff team and didn't win another title with Giannis for the next five years? Yeah, that's not what we want. That's a lot better than Giannis leaves in a year. And I, I just think you need, to, you need to always keep that in mind. Also, like... You know, the chance to have that second run is probably going to involve Giannis's gravitational pull, pulling in more good players to Milwaukee, as we've seen happen year over year. Um, and I think, you know, obviously, again, that doesn't happen if he's not in Milwaukee. So uh, I, I really can't hold it against the Bucks to make sure that the, the coaching hire is someone who's really going to click with Giannis and ensure Giannis is in. A good spot, both in terms of winning games and just like his overall, you know, outlook on the franchise, because this is not a time between the on-court failure of the last year, sorry, Giannis, and the asset position and and his contract situation where you can afford fucking around and finding out, um, to put it bluntly. So I absolutely think it would have been a much, much, much stupider decision to go Uh, Giannis doesn't like him, but we think Nick Nurse is going to make better adjustments. We're not going to look at his half-court offense for the last four years in Toronto, but we think he's the guy because he won a playoff run with Pete Kawhi Leonard once against a decimated Warriors team. So that's the guy, and Giannis, get over it. I mean, there's no guarantee they win a title with Nick Nurse. There's no guarantee they don't with Adrian Griffin, I don't know what the EV difference on that is. I don't know which way it goes. We don't know who's a better coach yet. Um, you know, I think there were some people who thought it was a little crazy when Dwayne Casey, coach of the year, was fired and his unheralded replacement was the guy who got to coach Kawhi Leonard, and that guy was Nick Nurse and won a title. So I, I just don't think we can we can know. But I do think you cannot you cannot actively do something that, you know, is probably gonna piss off Giannis. I think that also applies to Chris. We know Giannis is in Chris's relationship. I think that's why Chris, despite potentially being a free agent, is getting to talk to these candidates, right? Because, you know, hey, if we're gonna do anything, we're gonna make Giannis happy and get Giannis on board and invested with the Bucks. I, I think, you know, you can call it kowtowing or whatever you want. I think at this position, doing you can that call it what? Kowtowing. Kowtow. It's a history thing. When people would have to go to Japan, they'd have to kowtow to the emperor. It's like a deep bow, I think. Oh, the more you know. Yeah. So, um, so you can call it that or just bowing, I guess, to Giannis. But I think as long as you can do it in a way that you're not totally giving him ownership of all franchise decisions, which I wouldn't expect Giannis to really want that anyway, uh, I have no issue with that. I've said before if he wants all of the Atetakun pros on the roster, I'm fine with that. If it keeps Giannis in town, you know, we've seen the Bucks not get much out of those roster spots anyway. So make it happen. Um, that's my outlook. But I mean, I just think, you know, he's the center of the Bucks universe. And I'm not going to besmirch a decision that clearly is something that he was totally in favor of. Um, and that should lead to a more, I think, a more locked in group this time next year.
1: And it's also like, like you mentioned I, I don't think you explicitly said that like he deserves this level of input not like uh just with what he's done for this yeah. franchise like he's he's the best player in franchise history <laughs> yeah uh or the he's the greatest buck of all time how about that I'll say that uh, cuz I don't know if he's reached peak Kareem. but uh yeah it's he's the greatest buck ever uh <laughs> And, you know, the greatest player to ever play for your franchise, like, you you deserve these sort of these decisions. I mean, you deserve to be able to do it. And also, like, who else is going to be, like, able to tell what's going to resonate with their guys? Like, because it's not just, it's not just like Giannis is the best player on the team because, duh. Uh, But it's also like Giannis is the leader of that team. Like, he, him and Chris, those are the guys who know what goes on. Those are the guys that run that locker room. They know What type of candidates are going to resonate with their guys, with them? Like, of course, they should be involved in the coaching process. Like, it's not like it's it's this is a very different and unique coaching process, uh, like higher than we've seen in recent history. Like I mentioned the last like LeBron is one of the guys who's had this level of input. You know what? You know why? Because the closest analog to this is the Cavaliers hiring or firing David Blatt and hiring Ty Lue. And look how well that worked out. Like, LeBron, like, got to make that decision because he knows, hey, I know what this team is. This team is a title contender. What can we do to get us over the top? Like, the general manager, like, the roster is fine. Like, I mean, to some extent. Like, there's going to be some, a lot of changes coming. But the core is fine. Like, we know, like, if these guys are capable of winning. We just need that guy who's going to take us over the top. And the players, they might know that better than anyone. Because they're the ones who are going to be like responding to the coaching.
0: Yeah, uh, I agree. And I think, you know, you look around the league, you look at LeBron this year, and clearly he was pushing the Lakers to make midseason moves. They make a couple of trades. They make the conference finals. I mean, they were 10th in the West when they made those trades with not a whole lot of sign of improvement. And I think you look at another player who probably doesn't do this enough, and maybe that'll change now. Look at Steph Curry and the Warriors and they tried this two timelines thing and I know they won the title last year on fumes. But I got to wonder if this year Steph isn't sitting there going, should I have just gone to Bob Myers and said, forget the two timelines or Joe Lacob and say, you know, hey, maybe we can trade these guys who are on the bench not playing any minutes for players who can help us win another title while I'm still at the peak of my powers here? And obviously they did trade Wiseman. Kaminga didn't get minutes in the series they lost to the Lakers, right? Like, you know, I I think sometimes these stars need to push it a little bit to make sure that their teams are doing everything they can. I mean, that's the the relationship, right? The star goes and makes sure, hey, use every resource. Spend the money. Flip the draft picks because I don't care about that. Like I want to win – and I think sometimes these teams get a little bit too complacent when the stars don't do that. And if you are a LeBron, Steph, Giannis guy, I think you're well within your your rights as an NBA superstar to say, hey, let's make sure I can win here. Because if I can't win here, then we have to have a different conversation. Um, yeah, I'm I'm, I'm very – nervous and also excited to see how the year starts off to see the first press conference not official hire yet rohan and i both think it gets done today tuesday as we record this obviously it was a long weekend but at some point the bucks will announce this at some point they will hold an introductory press conference we will what if they don't they just never say anything yeah that would be very Mm spursy didn't duncan not announce his retirement he just wasn't there (laughs) <laughs> Dude, wait, I think that's it? true I think that's true I'll have to look it up but I think like one day like they were like at training camp and they were like oh where's Tim and, oh he's retired and everyone was like wait what <laughs> I don't know if that's true if that's just a joke that happened but that may be true uh, That I, may
1: know, be. I, I remember it was just it was very like nonchalant yeah. like it was just like oh yeah by the
0: way I'm done <laughs> and then later he started showing up again and they were like is he playing and they are like no he's going to be a coach for a little while and they were like "What? what's going on with Tim Duncan uh, no one ever knows what's going on where with
1: the Tim hell Duncan. is Tim Duncan <laughs>
0: yeah He's gone again now. Um, um, what was I about to
1: say? Oh, yeah, the bucks they have not made this official. Uh, I'll share my Galaxy Brain take. I know uh, I know you already don't yeah, like it. I I'm don't like it either. This. Okay. Yeah, I don't – like, to be clear, I don't believe this to be true. But I believe, like, you know, maybe it's uh, worthy of uh, discussion. But it's like if the Heat did indeed blow a 3-0 lead for the first time in NBA history – would if the would they were they holding out for like, hey, what if uh, what if the Heat are mad at Spo for that? I and just it, It's not gonna happen. It's not gonna no. like why would they fire Eric Spolster? They're an eight seed who was up three oh in the conference finals. Like even if they blow that, it that's still one hell of a win.
0: <laughs> like what what lever would the Heat be looking at Spo to pull at that like hey, how come you're not giving Uh, Oh, wait, you gave everyone minutes because you're out of players. Um, Okay, never mind. I mean, it's... How come you didn't...
1: No, when they were chanting, we want Haslam, you didn't put Haslam in.
0: That's true. Yeah, how come Caleb Barton didn't play 50 minutes in this regulation game? I think... He should be playing two positions at once. He was so good. He it your won. fault
1: That Caleb Barton, it was not Eastern Conference Finals MVP. One he should vote, have won it. One vote. He should it have won five it. It was 5 to Honestly. 4. It
0: was 5 yeah. to 4. It was close. He
1: should have won it. I believe he was deserving of that award. I think he so was the too. best player, like most consistent player.
0: What a wild. What a, and before let's go to the let's talk about the finals a little bit, but do you have anything else on, on Adrian Griffin in the box? I think probably it's, soon we could start doing roster stuff cuz we're getting pretty close now.
1: Yeah, I mean, the, the one of the things about hiring an assistant or uh, a guy who's never been a head coach in the NBA before is like, there's not a lot we can learn. Like, yeah. we're we're gonna have to do most of our learning process during
0: like when we actually see basketball games so, and and hear from him, like and, what what he says is gonna be very important. And yeah. his hiring of assistants. Yes, that's gonna like, be like, huge. Are too. there
1: gonna be assistants coming from Toronto? Like, is are it gonna, gonna be, be like be a man? Med- some... Like is it gonna be like, oh, are you gonna go to Milwaukee or are you gonna go to Philly?
0: Yeah. I mean, is there gonna be uh some assistants in Milwaukee staying? Are there gonna be, I'm sure some old friends from maybe his days under Skiles or Tibbs. Maybe Skiles himself. Does Skiles wanna be an assistant? Homecoming? Oh, oh, boy. oh boy. Hey, that's the NBA single season or single game assist leader you're talking about. Is it really? Pretty sure.
1: Oh, that's wild. What do you have?
0: Like twenty something? It's like I think like thirty. Yeah. That's Verify crazy. this to make sure I'm not lying, but I'm almost positive it's Scott Skiles. 30? Yeah, oh, my 30. God.
1: Yeah, most assists in a single game. 30. In huh. a 155-116 victory. Yeah. What the hell was Different that era. offense on? Different era. Oh, my God. Imagine scoring 116 points in an NBA game and Ooh, losing you get by blown 39. out.
0: You get blown 39. out. Yeah, that's crazy. That's
1: ridiculous. Ridiculous. Okay, but uh,
0: yeah, we continue.
1: Uh, the NBA finals. Yeah, uh, it is the Denver Nuggets versus the Miami Heat. Like I mentioned earlier, uh, under Bud, the Bucks either won the East or lost to the team that won the East.
0: Yeah, I'm glad that uh, tradition carried on. Yeah, I'm also. Uh, I'm so glad the Celtics lost. Uh, oh, me too.
1: I, they I would have have not been so have been handled- insufferable. I could not have handled if the Celtics had come back from 3-0. Well,
0: especially, your, are you aware of the Red Sox thing they were playing into? Yes. Yeah. To have all the mass holes be able to do the never count out Beantown thing, uh, it would have been horrible. It would have just been horrible. I'm so glad. No,
1: especially with a lot of national NBA media, like just like from uh, yeah. Boston. A.
0: Do you know Bill Simmons and his dad were there?
1: Do the picture of Bill Simmons. just just looking like he just watched his dog get run over by a car probably felt
0: worse than than that to him i i really that game i was befuddled i i tweeted a couple days ago like actually when they went up three when they when the celtics won one game i think when they were down three one i tweeted the funniest outcome is boston loses late in game seven but i don't want that stress and that's how I expected it to go if they did lose. I thought it would be another Heat comeback. I didn't expect the Heat to kind of just wallop them the whole game. I thought that was weird. And I was they just had really the, like, The Celtics
1: what? had a lead for like the first like five minutes of the yeah. game. And then it was just over. It was
0: like a 12 to 2 run or something. And it, then wasn't there, even, it wasn't
1: even the first five minutes. It was like the first three minutes.
0: Yeah, I looked so. in and I was like, okay, they're up, they're up pretty decently. All right, all right. And then the Heat just like went and kept going. And I was like. You, you know they have like five players, right? Like how how is this the force that you can't handle? Hey, what Highsmith is making plays. Uh, they were waiting for him to play for a while. I think he should probably play more of the finals, which is why I'm picking Nuggets in five. By the way, because I just yeah, think Nuggets
1: Nuggets and five. Four, I, they're
0: a machine. They are a machine. Um, and the way Bam has been playing, that's not going to be good enough for. How's Yeah. Do you want
1: to do you want talk about Bam? Sorry?
0: Uh, listen. I wait till you. I, I do kind of think the Heat take Game One. And I think if they don't, they're for sure losing in five or less. Because I think you can kind of take advantage of a team that hasn't played in so long. Like Jokic's I think Jokic is
1: just talking to some horses right
0: now. I think I think the the Heat's path to winning the series is Jokic forgot the season is still going on and they can't find him and he's just like in Serbia at a racetrack somewhere. I think that's Miami's best chance to win is is the Nuggets are like, hey, where's Nikola? We get I know we gave him a few days off and. The other Jokic's are like, oh, yeah, he went home. I, th- I thought we were done.
1: Oh, my goodness. That it, He pulls a Tim Duck and he's like, oh, he's retired.
0: He's gone. He, he did all he needs to do this year, I thought. Um, I know. I, I thought I wanted to give the Heat a real chance to win because they've had such a great run. I And I know Tyler Hero might come back, which is really bad for the Heat. He said,
1: yeah, it said uh, targeting a minimum game three return, I think.
0: Yeah, I, I just.
1: Chris Haynes, I, I believe.
0: I mean, the Celtics were just like – I don't think the Nuggets will fold the way the Celtics did. Like I think this no. Nuggets team is better and I think it comes from – Jokic is just one of those guys at this point. Like he's not going to do what Tatum does. Like he's and not going to – And is not. Yeah, correct. And and Jimmy can't sustain it long enough. Like I think they've He's also hurt. <laughs> yeah. Everyone on their team is hurt. That's the other thing. Everyone's limping. Everyone At some point, is hurt or at, some old. point on, at some point
1: you're run. At some point you're you're on empty.
0: I, I mean they, this, they were. They barely got through after having a 3 0 lead. And it's uh
1: yeah, I just think Jokic is gonna just overwhelm Bam. Like they have no size on yeah. that roster. And one thing that you the the Nuggets will do is uh, very bucks like they will weaponize their size, yeah. Very not bucks like because the bucks did not, but uh, let's not get into that right in,
0: now. In in twenty one they did it. In 21, they did bucks it. like yeah.
1: yeah, they weaponize their size, and the Nuggets they do weaponize their size, and they have a lot, a yeah. lot of solid perimeter defenders.
0: Dude, a crazy stable. That's what their their wing, their team building. Their like, thing they, to take they away they can is throw just throw out.
1: Yeah, like KCP, Aaron Gordon, Bruce Brown, like yep. just that trio. He's like, what do you do? Where's the weak spot? Yeah. Like, I, I guess you have to try and target Jamal Murray, but, like, even Jamal Murray is giving it his
0: all on the defensive end. And MPJ can, has become be like, a pretty decent defender, too. And, like, at the end of the day, he's just big. He's 6'10". Like, yeah. long. Yeah. Uh, like,
1: you might not be able to give the most uh, defensive intensity. Like, you might not get the most... Uh, Engage defense from mpj but he's also at the end of the day just big
0: <laughs> yeah that helps in basketball generally it, it really does like he is six ten
1: with a lot like with a plus wingspan like you yeah you can't do a lot with that especially like he's bigger than bam
0: yeah that's the, i think miami's too small and also i think the way this played out is the worst possible outcome for miami and the best for denver like i think miami wins in four and you know they can rest up a little bit which they clearly need Maybe they can throw enough curveballs that they make it an interesting series. The fact that they let Boston push them to seven, I just think that I just don't imagine they're going to be able to beat Denver. And especially Miami winning means that Denver has home court. Boston would have had home court. I was like, maybe Boston would actually have a chance in this series. I would have picked Denver for sure. But
1: yeah, but Boston would have had more of a chance than Miami.
0: Yeah, I I think or having, maybe not
1: because Boston just lost to Miami.
0: <laughs> yes. I, at least, I mean, Boston just, Boston has a real team. I just think Miami, this fumes thing, I don't know how long they can do it for. Yeah.
1: Who Knows like uh Miami has been going off, it, like Gabe Vincent and Caleb Martin have been carrying them to victory, yeah, in the series. Like, that's why I thought Caleb Martin should have been uh Eastern Conference final as MVP. Also, it's hilarious that both trophies that the Heat got were named after Celtics and they got them in Boston. That the is the box trophy and the Larry Bird trophy, that's pretty sick,
0: yeah.
1: Uh, but yeah, it's just like Caleb Martin and Gabe Vincent. Like when Gabe Vincent got hurt, it's like, oh shit, are the Heat yeah. gonna lose the series? Yeah, 100%. like that's where we're at. And like we mentioned, uh, like I'd mentioned earlier about that defensive trio of wings that Denver can just throw out at you. It's like, yeah, they've got the guys to really sort of try and contain those guys because those are those are the guys who uh, like they they run like they, they make that Heat engine run. Because uh, it hasn't been Jimmy, really, and it definitely hasn't been Bam.
0: Yeah. I mean, it's like, you know, what is Miami going to do with, like, the, the Jokic-Murray actions, right? Cause
1: what are they going to do with the Jokic brothers? UD's found his match.
0: That's true. Uh, <laughs> yeah. Uh, I mean, listen, Miami could prove us wrong again. Uh, I would welcome a, a good finals. I just, I'm not sure we're going to get it. And I kind of think this is, it feels like Jokic's moment in the same way 21 felt like Giannis's moment. And it's just like a... All your shit takes are done now. And I'm that guy. And I don't think he'll ever say that in those terms. That's just what the play will say. Jokic will say like, you know, uh, we did it because of Bruce Brown or whatever Jokic says. Um, Did you see the Furby video that's going around with him? Yes. (laughs) He didn't know what a Furby was. He was like, what did he call it? He was like... He just called it like a stuffed toy. Or yeah, he's like, oh, uh, stuffed. Yeah, and then it's just like, oh, it's a Furby. <laughs> I've never seen that. I've never seen that.
1: <laughs> oh, and then after he just like named all the Ninja Turtles. Uh, oh, really? And, like Jamal? Murray. Yeah, it was like Jamal Murray was struggling to uh, name all the Ninja Turtles, and then Jokic is like, no, I got this. Come on. <laughs> oh, man. just in- incredible content. Uh, incredible guy. Like I, I, I do think Denver's gonna walk in this
0: Yeah, game. what's your what's your prediction?
1: I think 5 or 6.
0: I I'll mean 5 th- is the home game, so I feel like that's
1: I'll say I'll say 6 just cuz just to give some more credit to the voodoo magic yeah. of the Miami Heat cuz they deserve that's it. That's fair. That's fair. But Nuggets it should like theoretically it could be Nuggets in 4.
0: Uh there's a chance. I still think uh, again, I think Miami has to take that first game. You got to kind of take them by surprise. I don't know if that will actually work because I just think the Nuggets are really, really good. Um, and I feel kind of good about most of it.
1: And they're a good home court team as well. Great, Denver, Denver great
0: Alabama. home to court team. I kind of feel good about all year just being like, yeah, everyone's all excited about the Lakers and the Warriors and the, whatever else. Like, why would the Nuggets not win the West? And the Nuggets promptly, like, you know, just Won the guess. West. Easily. Easily. I mean, how many games did they lost?
1: Uh, they lost, like, two to minnesota didn't they did
0: they really did that go to six yeah i think that
1: went six and then uh i
0: mean they obviously swept the lakers and so they've lost four games they've lost three they they lost one to minnesota
1: oh one to minnesota oh and game six was close i think came down to the end i was like is it are they gonna force a game six? (laughs)
0: yeah so, yeah, and I think the Suns – was that just both the Phoenix games that –
1: Yeah, it was the first two Phoenix
0: games. Yeah. yeah like That series won six. Yeah. Yeah, because
1: yeah. the, the Suns got thumped for the second straight year in at home.
0: Yeah. Dude, Jokic in, in the game four they lost in Phoenix, Jokic had 53 points. Not bad. Also, the way Jamal Murray's playing. Holy. Wow. Wow. I don't know if he's going to do that for another whole series. If he does, it's definitely Nuggets in four. I mean, the series he just had – and of course, Bucks fans respond by going, "We got to trade Chris for a Jamal Murray kind of player." And it's like, "Yeah, I'm sure Denver and other teams with young superstar scorers are itching to trade him for Chris Middleton, who's a free agent. Probably makes a lot of sense." Yeah. Uh, who,
1: who, who even is a Jamal Murray type? That's not Jamal Murray.
0: I guess Donovan Mitchell. Oh,
1: even Donovan Mitchell's made like, hasn't he made All NBA?
0: Yeah, yeah. I guess Murray's Mom, less less heralded because of the injuries, mostly.
1: Yeah, who? I don't. I'm trying to think of a proxy.
0: I don't know if they're... I mean, Jalen Green in rumors.
1: Less proven somehow. Uh, yeah, way less, pro- way, not, way, not way not less proven. Like way, way, way less was proven. Way less He's the second year player. Um, I guess back in the day, Emmanuel Moutier,
0: What's he up to? No, not even close <laughs> to that. Do the outro now. We're at time. I don't Emmanuel Mudiay. Has he ever scored 15 points in a season? Let's see it. Let's see Emmanuel man. Per Moutier. game, average per game. Although I wonder what his high is, too. I, I, that is a oof. Emmanuel Moody.
1: Let's see. I got that. We're looking this up. He's a career 10.9 points per game guy. Yeah. What's his what's his high average? 14.8.
0: Yeah, so he is not. With the Knicks.
1: Okay, what's his career high scoring? And then we're done. As
0: stat muse, That'll be the quickest way.
1: I just Googled it, career best. No, the uh, uh, real GM. And, oh. Uh, I'm going to nope, guess I less than 30. Nope. Uh, <laughs>
0: I don't want to look at the D-League best. Uh, <laughs> uh, 34 points. Oh, 34. Was it yeah. in April? Was it the game in April? December 14th, oh. twenty.
1: Tw- no, this is gonna this blew my mind. December 14th, 2018.
0: Pr- later than I would have thought.
1: That's ridiculous. It what has, team? Uh, against the Hornets. Well, what uh, team Denver. Oh, team was he on? Denver, I'm assuming. Hmm. Uh, that's crazy.
0: No, it was Knicks. Yeah, was I was going to say. He was not on no. Denver that long because that did not work out. The Brandon Jennings route, play overseas.
1: Yeah. I thought that. that's when I – by the way, I think I mentioned this before. Emmanuel Mudiay is when I gave up on trying to uh, be a guy who sort of – like a draft guy, because yeah. I thought he was him.
0: Yeah, that's I me with Denzel thought,
1: Valentine. Yeah, I absolutely thought he was him. And then Emmanuel Moutier was like, I was like, yeah, I'm out. I'm out of the game. I can't do it. I recognize my own strengths
0: and weaknesses, Ty. Uh, so I was done. What are we uh, doing a pod on best overall prospects to take with the last pick in the NBA draft?
1: Uh, I'll, I'll, my people will talk
0: to your people. Sounds good. Sounds good. <laughs>
1: Yeah, so I'll just tell them. <laughs> <do you. laughs> uh, but uh, thank you all for listening to this episode of the Eurostep here on BlueR and GSPN. Make sure you are subscribed wherever you're listening to this on your podcast platform of choice or watching on YouTube. Check out GSPN.info for all of the pods here on GSPN. Uh, whether that be Win and Six, which is on the same very feed, uh, cruising for a bruise and talk of the tundra. Make time for this. Uh, make time for this. We got the. Got the Succession episode.
0: Oh, we got another one coming. We haven't done the the final finale yeah, one. Yeah, that'll be this week. I'm, I'm sending. I'm, I'm putting a little teaser. There. Yeah, I'm There's going right, to be a
1: wrap up uh, Succession pod. Make sure you guys check that out. I, I can't be believe Adrian
0: Griffin won. Still, it's pretty crazy. That's what we're yeah. talking about, right? Suc- succeeding Mike Budenholzer.
1: I think. Uh, I think that's. Uh, yeah, it, it was a solid succession for uh, Adrian Griffin. Uh, I don't
0: know. <laughs> Uh, um keep going oh I, I think we'll probably do a make time for this too I, I, no, excuse me I'll make time for this on i think you should leave as we just both learned from adam the new season is out and that's i'm very yes. excited about that i love yes that and show. that's actually a show i watch yeah yeah uh, so we'll get you in on that for sure
1: um so that uh yeah make sure you subscribe for all of that uh make sure you subscribe like i mentioned wherever you're watching listening to this. leave a five-star rating on your podcast platform of choice uh pod random and we will talk to you next time